Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthy is hot life. So at this point, I've recorded a bunch of episodes for the podcast, and I kept noticing that meditation kept coming up, whether it was a practice that the guests were doing on a regular basis or something that they aspired to do more regularly. So I figured it was the perfect time to bring in two guests who know a lot about meditation, and that's the two founders of Home, which is this really cool meditation spot right here in Toronto. It's beautiful, it's inclusive, and they kind of take everyone where they're at when it comes to meditation and mindfulness. And it also happens to be where I've recorded a bunch of the episodes, so I really just wanted to shine a spotlight on these two female entrepreneurs that happen to be best friends for a decade now and they're super well educated Um, they both have mental health backgrounds they're researchers they're super super smart and very passionate about this cause and I thought why not why not do this right at the beginning of 2020 especially since the healthiest hot show which drops on crave very very soon has a whole episode dedicated to mindfulness I figured why not bring it into the podcast so get ready to be inspired these two are absolute girl bosses and hashtag friendship goals don't laugh at me I still really love that hashtag and I think you guys are going to really really enjoy this I need to chill out and go meditate myself because my heart rate has been high all day so enjoy this week's episode of the healthiest hot podcast okay so it's a gray rainy Saturday in Toronto but being with you guys has completely just livened and brightened up my day we're in obviously the home office which is where I record the podcast and there's the cutest Christmas tree that's so on brand so on brand we have a pink tree pink tree on a pink couch I mean like this is where I want to live like if I could pick a room to live in for the rest of my life it would be this one you're welcome to move in right okay so before we get into it just because there's two of you maybe you guys can introduce yourselves just so everyone can know whose voice is whose Cool. So I'm Carolyn Plotter, and I'm one of the co-founders of Home. And I'm Stephanie Kirsten, and I'm one of the co-founders of Home. (laughs) There's a lot of girl power happening in this room right now. This place is incredible, you guys. Like, when I I walk by um, Home every single day when I walk to Mm -hmm. and from work, and I remember when it was being built, I was like, Home. I was like what is this going to be? And then all it said on the window was live life higher. Is that right? Lighter. Lighter. Live life lighter. And I was like, what? I was so intrigued. Like immediately I was like, I couldn't kind of fathom what it was. There's so many new health spots coming up in Toronto. And then you guys opened and it just kind of broke the mold. Everyone was like, whoa, meditation is something that you can do collectively. It can be something that's in a beautiful space, something that's really inviting. You know, why did you guys want to start this? Well, yeah, we started, so Steph and I, our background is we're mental health clinicians. And so that's really how this whole thing started was us just seeing a lot clinically, a lot of clients who were really struggling, struggling with mental health, struggling with stress, struggling with this kind of like hustle and bustle, go, go, go lifestyle that we 
live, especially here in Toronto. Mm. And so Steph and I have been best friends for like almost 10 years now. And one day we were talking and by this point we had gotten into yoga and meditation and mindfulness on our own. And we're also researchers and we kind of are like pseudo, I guess, scientists or, you know, and we lo- we're always looking at like, what's the clinical research say of what's helping people? And we started to see this surge in literature and meditation and mindfulness coming out. And that was really like when we first started, we're like, okay, well, we're bringing it into our clients, but how do we bring this to more people in a really like innovative, unique and big way? And that was really kind of what led to the initial brainstorm with creating this space. So how long has it been open now? We've been open since September 2018. So just what? Wow. wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just over a year. Your baby is over a year. I know. It's walking. Oh my God. <laughs> Little babe starting to develop a personality. Yeah. But to open in 2018, like how long had you guys been working on this idea to bring this business into reality? We were brainstorming, I think for a good three Almost years. Almost three years. Yeah. And then we secured our lease August 2017 was when we found our home here. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then we were construction delays. We were oh, hoping all to the joys. Yeah. And then we were supposed to open in May, and then we ended up opening in September, which was great. I love that you guys spent three years. And I also love that yeah. you guys come from a science background. Because yeah. before I was doing this, I was a McGill student. And oh, so cool. I did a degree of BSc in psych with a focus on neuroscience. Amazing. And then I did a nursing degree, which I ended up burning out and taking a sabbatical. And that's when the Much Music DJ search happened. And my life completely Changed. took a different trajectory. Yeah. But I love when I get to be around people that have like <laughs> sciencey backgrounds. Because yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm like, there's still people out there. It's so true. And I love that you're kind of blending these worlds where, yes, you, you've got this amazing spot it's super ig friendly it's amazing but you come from this place of wanting to help people be better versions of themselves and also provide them with tools and skills that they can use to Mm -hmm. protect their mental health and be better versions of themselves every day so they can show up not only for themselves but for their parents for their partners for their colleagues and i think that's really powerful thank you and thank you that like that resonates and that's been the exciting part really of creating home was just seeing how many people will come into the space and whether it's the beautiful space that gets the person yeah. in the door or the science behind meditation or mindfulness, the fact that people are coming here and are engaging in this practice is like just so exciting for us. Yeah. Now, meditation's been around for a minute now. Like it's a, <laughs> yeah. a practice that's been around for a really long time. And I think for a long time, up until a couple years ago, people kind of just shrugged it off as this like hippie dippy thing you mm-hmm. do in the wilderness and it's not for everybody and it's for a very specific type of person and then the landscape started changing mm-hmm. and I think it also happened in parallel when people started talking more openly about their mental health and their yep. struggles with mental totally. health and all of a sudden it became this thing that was accessible to everybody and I think that's what this space really does it's like come on come all yep. whether you've done this before or you haven't um, but when people come in and they've never done it before, like, what are you hoping they get out of it? Because meditation is a very intimidating practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a hard practice for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and that's why we wanted to create, we wanted to create a space that was, it was easy for people to come into. So I wanted to make it accessible. Like we wanted to make something that was really accessible for people where people could feel like, you know what, maybe maybe I, I couldn't sit for half an hour or mm-hmm. maybe my mind, I like literally thought about my grocery list, what I'm doing this weekend, who I like what I did when I was in grade three. Mm-hmm. That was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's pretty crazy the thoughts that come right? up sometimes. Oh, I know. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. 
But I hope that people feel that even if there's like a community, like maybe it was just, you know, a nice vibe that they got Mm -hmm. the first time that they came in or they connected with someone and, you know, to come to a place in Toronto, we're, we're so individual in Toronto. Like we're not a very collaborative community sometimes. And I think, you know, to be able to connect with people and talk to strangers and make eye contact, I think that's really powerful and it gets people coming back. And then I think the practice comes from that as well like the practice gets easier the more that you do it so yeah yeah what do you think of what I want people to get out when they yeah. come here yeah I mean it's really that a newbie and like a newbie like a newbie like someone who's yeah. never meditated before and is like I'm like it's their new year's resolution they're like I'm gonna become more mindful right I'm gonna do this I hope that you find what it is that you're looking for really yeah. in the practice and that's the beautiful thing that I love about meditation is that Yes, it can help with mental health and stress management and relaxation, but it can also help fuel creativity. It can, many CEOs use meditation for productivity and for efficiencies and those kinds of things. So we have a lot of athletes that come here to meditate to use that then in their games. And so it's so interesting to me that really you can pull from meditation whatever it is that you're looking for. So I always tell people like, just come with a sense of curiosity, come with an open mind, come for an experience and see what kind of sticks with you which is kind of nice because then it's not a like one-stop shop that's right everybody can get something different out of it and even if you're one person who does it all the time every experience can be different and you can get something different out of it every single time totally and that was why even why we created like the different spaces as well because we have two kind of uniquely kind of designed rooms and it was really for that reason was like so somebody may always come to the dark room and maybe that's where they get like a lot of their like calming restorative Mm -hmm. stuff but then they go take like a sound class in the light room and just like leave feeling like energized or really creative. So we try to also develop classes and themes so that people can continuously kind of push their practice. Yeah, the two rooms are completely different. Yes. Like I've meditated in both spaces and then we recently shot one of the Healthiest Hot episodes in the light room. And they really, you, you get very different energy from them. Yeah. Like why did you guys decide to do that? And did you, like is there any science to back up kind of what you get out of a room or was it just an aesthetic choice? No, we wanted to, we really wanted to play with this idea of duality mm-hmm. in the spaces. So we wanted to play with, you know, meditation. A lot of people don't talk about meditation being uplifting and energizing mm-hmm. and, you know, for performance and for focus. And so we wanted to create a space that was uplifting and energizing. And so we decided to create the light room because we wanted it to be right and you know in the concrete jungle of Toronto Mm -hmm. it's really hard to see trees and sky and just you know greenery we also know scientifically that the colors green and blue reduce cortisol so if you spend time around the colors green and blue that reduces the stress levels Um, and then the duality of the lightness is the dark yeah and that was really Kara's baby with the idea of seeing the stars because she likes oh it's so (laughs) magical I love that dark room you love a dark room Never. Stars, like maybe you get to see the moon. Right. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> on a full moon. And yeah, on a full moon. moon. Totally. And what's <laughs> really cool is like we have a class where we actually turn off all the lights. And so it's pitch, pitch dark in there, like total pitch blackness. And when you never get that in Toronto. Yeah. Right? Unless you have like really like and I try. Like I have blackout blinds and the whole thing, but there's so much light pollution in this city. So for me, like that's one of the things that I love to do, like after hours, is like just go in there because it's so calming, it's so yeah. soothing. 
But it's interesting is that for us, I love the dark room, but Steph loves the, the light love room. the light room. And we have such different energies, I think, sometimes with that. So yeah. it's sort of cool like that we also bring that duality. Yeah. I, there's something for everybody, which is great. Totally. I would love to know more about like your guys' journey with meditation. Because to create mm-hmm. a space that is based on meditation and mindfulness, like that, I am assuming that comes from a very like personal place. Yes, with your careers, but also I feel like you as individuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the one thing that sticks out as you asked that was, so my mom's a nurse. And so years ago, like she's been into meditation and mindfulness and kundalini yoga and crystals and all of these things for a long, long time. And I always kind of dismissed it as like, there's no science behind this. Oh, and yeah. Like this is so out there. And like we kind of was like, okay, that's mom being mom. And then it was interesting. It really took me, the science piece, it took me learning about it to really get it. And so for me, that was kind of, I think, the start of my journey was like looking at the research, seeing what great studies like a lot of researchers were doing in meditation and mindfulness. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just like learn. I'm going to like learn about it. So I take my yoga teacher training and then I did like a specialization in trauma informed yoga, which had a big focus in meditation and mindfulness. And then I did my certificate in meditation and mindfulness. And then you quickly realize that as you're doing this professionally, the personal benefits and the personal things that start to come up from that practice. And you do really, like for me, and even with people who come here, it's like once you start to do the practice, there is this personal shift. There is this connection to it. And then it's almost like, how does everyone not know about this? Like, why aren't more people doing this? So that was kind of mine. It was mm-hmm. the research that got yeah. me in it. But once I started doing it, then of course, then it was, you know, my own exploration. Yeah. How stoked is your mom? Oh, she's loving this. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, finally. She and it's so she funny. stocks all the crystals in the store for yeah, us. Yeah, she she's stocks great. all of our crystals. She gives us like literally for every like any event, anything, any day. Especially, like, she gives us a crystal for it, and now like, <laughs> we're all on board. She's like employee number one here. She she, she energy cleanses the space she for us. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I love it. All about it. I love that she's also a nurse. Yes. Like I feel like you were bred yes. for this life, right? Exactly. Like it was it was you were destined to be here today, yeah. and that your mom is like. The little, the little like she secret is. elf that just drops off all the crystals everywhere. It's ex- that's exactly that's what exactly what she does. Yep. <laughs> and what about for yourself? Um, so yeah, so I when I was in, I said undergrad earlier, but when I was in my masters, there was a class that we took, and at the end of the class, the the professor was just he was into meditation and so at the end of the class for like the last half hour we would meditate in class and I remember just like loving it early on like loving the idea of it loving that I was doing it had a really hard time quieting my brain I think I probably got like a minute of a still mind in the entire course um but I loved the idea of it and I loved the practice and then I start so after school like after Mm -hmm. I graduated I started looking at other education for it and I had done, I had ran some like mindful eating courses and a mindful stress reduction course with, um, with another clinician that I had known. And, and it was so interesting because that was five or six ago. years ago, yeah. five or six, no longer than that, like eight years when you ago. When you guys were doing the groups, yeah. Oh, time flies yeah, too quickly. Right? And oh. you know, <laughs> it was like, it was like pulling teeth to try and get people to come. Yeah. Like there was no interest in the landscape back then and then fast forward to today and just the reception that we had is just so heartwarming so it was a practice that 
I came, it, it kind of happened simultaneously that, yeah. you know, I was learning, like I was in, in my master's and I was learning about the clinical benefits of mindfulness and meditation, but then also implementing them as part of the class. And then again, seeing like, I truly don't think that we would be able to no. do everything that we've done and open this space while also working. If we didn't have the practice. If we didn't have the practice. <laughs> it's so true. It's been yeah, because opening yeah. opening a business is no small feat. No, I can imagine it's a lot of work. We yeah. learned a lot <laughs> because I mean it's not like you guys came from business no. backgrounds. Nope. You guys came from backgrounds where you're out there helping people. That's right. Yeah. Kara's getting her honorary MBA. Though. I, I keep joking, <laughs> like because I'm just like reading all the things I can. Like I'm watching all the shows. Like just anything. every day, she's like Entrepreneur Weekly told me this. That's right. <laughs> like, I mean, like I love I love that you guys did that too because I think for people nowadays, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone. There's a lot of people out there that are like, I want to do there my is. own thing. I want to be a creative and I want to create yep. a space and a work environment. Maybe it's not a, a full fledged business like this, but even just working for themselves. For sure. And then again, that's another intimidating fact we were like I don't know what I'm doing like where did you guys start because obviously you had this brainchild yeah and you're like cool we're gonna do it and then you're like but what what's the first step like how do you even build a business totally well I think for us like the the one I think the the most important piece is that we have each other and I think Mm -hmm. that that was has been the biggest thing because when one of us gets fearful or not sure what to do we always have the other one to kind of help and to be there but early on, about and five, the good thing is that whenever one of us is fearful, the other one is like not. positive. Like I don't know <laughs> what would happen if we were both fearful. I know. But that hasn't happened. I know it's really worked out well. So, but <laughs> the duality it goes yeah, comes right. back duality. to the duality again. <laughs> but it goes back. So Steph and I about five years ago. So we we run a private psychotherapy practice together, and that wasn't a sort of easier transition. It wasn't. We just started renting a room to to see clients out of. Mm-hmm. Put up a little a website. And that's what we've been doing for a number of years. So we were starting to kind of understand business, understanding marketing ourselves, understanding, you know, how to take payments and all of that piece. But we're also educators. So we teach at a couple of colleges and universities in the field of addiction and mental health. And we were running groups together. We actually met at an addiction clinic. We were both clinicians there. And we had run a nicotine dependence group. Uh, But we loved the way that we would teach together. And so we were like, it would be really cool if we like started like a little side hustle where we ran trainings like for mental health. So we got trained in offering a mental health first aid certificate and a suicide intervention training. And we rented a room at a co-share space and we started offering these certificate trainings. And that was the first jump into Mm. business for us. And then we started to get this traction and we had particularly a lot of HR professionals coming in saying, do you have any other trainings? Would you offer them at our work? So we're like, oh, yeah, of course we do. <laughs> that's like, when you say yes, and you're like, I'm going to figure that's it out. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what happened. And we would went, and we figured it and out. And we were like, we need business cards. And then all the next things happened. But then we said to ourselves, like, it would be really cool if we had a space where we could house all of these things. Yeah. And so then the next step was really, one is just living, like, keeping this idea alive about home and starting to talk to people. And that was trying to see, and when we were able to very gratefully have a family member invest in us. Yeah. That was the game changer for us. It was like, oh my gosh, we could really do actually this. do it. Yeah. And then you were like, I'm gonna make a business plan. That's exactly yeah. what happened. And then we did it. So so many little yeah. steps. Yeah. Because I think that's the thing too that I find amazing that you guys are so open about is it doesn't happen overnight. Not you at know, all. You <laughs> know, things take time, and there's steps to take, and sometimes you can't even plan them. But like all of that's those right. steps allowed you guys to kind of learn the skills. Mm-hmm. Do you guys still do the mental health certificate? We mm-hmm. do. We actually run them out of here as well once a month. 
Um, we do a lot privately as well yeah. with corporate, and we still actually practice, like, we still have our psychotherapy offices um, one or two days a week. You guys are busy as <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm, like, listening here, and I thought, I'm like, oh, they for sure left all that behind. Home is their, their full-time job now. I mean, you're with me on a Saturday morning. But, no, you're basically still doing everything. We yeah. are, yeah. But we, we just love it. We so. love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm very curious about this mental health certificate because I've been yes. actually wanting to – I really miss learning. Yeah. Like I miss, I think when you're in university for so long and you really love it, it kind of stays with you. And I mean, I've been loving the adventure I've been on for the past six and a half years, but that part of me is is really thirsty. And I, yeah. I feel like going into 2020, one of my goals is to hit the ground running and like join a course or like take some certificates because I, I really miss being a student and just feeding my brain. Um, and so I need you guys to tell me more about this. And also I feel like I'm not the only one. I'm sure our listeners would love to learn more about mental health certificates. Yeah. Yeah. So we, the mental health certification is called mental health first aid and it's kind of like first aid for your mental health. So mm. it's what to do if a mental health crisis arises. Um, it's put on through the Mental Health Commission of Canada. So you actually get a, like a really legitimate certificate from the Mental Health Commission of Canada. And you go over main, like the main kind of mental health crises that can arise. We talk about overdose. We talk about substance use. We talk about anxiety and panic attacks. We talk about depression and suicidal ideation. And we talk about psychosis, psychosis and what mm -hmm. to do if you encounter someone who might be having a psychotic episode. And so it's really practical where you learn kind of the basis of kind of what the signs and symptoms are, but then application, like how to actually intervene if we if we enter someone or if we see someone yeah. who might be encountering a crisis. So it's like how to help someone when they need it. So. Which is yeah. super important, especially I find living in a big city where mm -hmm. we're surrounded by so like there's such a high density of individuals, all kinds of individuals, people yeah. that are doing great, people that might be suffering. So I feel like the more tools you have in your toolkit, not only for yourself, but also to be able to lend a helping hand. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing that surprises me is like so many people have physical first aid training. Like we go into like big corporations. We're like, by show of hands, who's had physical first aid training? Everyone's hand yeah. goes up. But then you start to ask people like anyone ever had a mental health first aid training? Nobody even knows what it is. And that has to change because if you ask people, have you ever encountered someone who's in a mental health crisis? Mm -hmm. Most of us have. Most of us have had a friend, a family member, even a stranger that we've, you know, that we've encountered that we would have, the tools would have been helpful to have had. Yeah. So that's really what our mission is with mental health first aid is making it kind of as open and acknowledge, you know, that people know about it just like they do physical first aid. And I think for a lot of people too with mental health, it's, you don't know what to say, and sometimes mm -hmm. we don't want to say the wrong thing mm -hmm. because we're scared we're going to make it worse, and then we don't say anything at all. And then, and because it is so complicated, we make, we put all this pressure on ourselves to like say the right thing and, yeah. you know, to craft this response for someone. And truly, it, when it comes down to it, it's, it's really just connecting with someone and it's how you make someone feel in that moment. And so, yeah, we kind of break it down and make it as easy as possible for people. Well, let's do a, a little a little breakdown. If you were to encounter someone who was going through a hard time, and I think we've all been there. Like I have family members who's, who suffer from depression, and sometimes they get in really, really hard states. And I love them and know them. And sometimes even then I feel a lot of pressure where I'm like, I don't know exactly how to say the right thing and how to be there for them, like acknowledge where they're at and try to help guide them in a more positive light. Like what do you guys recommend? Like what's the top thing to remember if you encounter someone like that? things that kind of come to mind for me the first is you don't have to fix it 
Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is the biggest mistake mm-hmm. that many people make is you see someone having a crisis or upset about something, and we want to go in and we want to problem solve it for them. And that may be helpful later, but in the beginning, oftentimes people need to express the feelings that they're having. So instead of rushing to be like, you need to do this, or you mm-hmm. know what worked for me before was this? Yeah. Like, you should. That's right. You should, you should, you should. Sit with that person and just hear their story. Tell me more. Tell me what's going on. How are you feeling? What's happening? Just letting people vent and express their feelings. Oftentimes, that in and of itself will take a crisis from like a high level point. It'll really diffuse it and bring the energy much like a lot lower. The other is for me is staying calm Mm -hmm. as much as it can be really scary. We teach a a suicide intervention training course and that's often one of the biggest fears is the second you hear someone talk about suicide, we as the helper get really panicked because we're like, oh my gosh, this person's in danger. Yeah. And call 911. Like, call 911. Yeah. Like, we just want to like have sirens blazing. Emergency, and- emergency. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And that's not going to help anyone. And if just like physical first aid, you don't want your helper to be more panicked and more upset than you, right? So it's like, bring it down. Yeah. Calm. Like if the person is sitting there with you, they're okay, right? They may, they may be emotionally expressing or psychologically unwell, but they're physically okay. So stay calm. Don't try to fix it and just be there with that person. And it comes back down to the simple act of listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Right? Like we often forget to just listen and the power of listening, just allowing that person, you know, whether they're going through a crisis or it's your friend who had a bad day or your mom who needs to talk about something, there's a lot of power and impact to just being there for someone yeah. and listening to them and sitting Absolutely. next to them or being on the phone with them. Yeah. And I always like in our trainings, I always like encourage people. I'm like, think about the last time you had a really tough situation or you were really stressed out about something or something was really like weighing on your mind. And then you had a good conversation with someone after Mm -hmm. and what you felt like, how you felt the next day or how you felt after that, that person didn't do anything. Like that person did not fix anything. Your situation's still exactly the same, but you just feel lighter because you've shared that. You've shared that load with someone else. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's a diffusion of energy yeah. almost. Yep. Like, it rather is. than just keeping it. And rumination is yeah. such an intense it situation is. to be in. Like, I know when my mind is just spiraling, it can spiral so quickly. Yeah. All of a sudden, I go from having a bad day and being worried about something to, in my mind, I'm like, I'm homeless. I have no job. No one loves me. Oh, I'm all totally. by myself. Yeah. And, like, you can go from zero to 100 so quick and then being able to talk about it. Or even, like, if I don't feel like talking about it to anyone, I like writing it out, which I find Mm -hmm. helpful. Because, again, you're just, like, getting it out of your system. And then you can be like, okay, I feel a little bit lighter. I can feel a little bit better. Okay, you guys are constantly giving, clearly. (laughs) This business, you're running certificates, you're still working. There's probably at least three more side hustles that (laughs) you guys do that I don't even know. How do you guys find it in yourselves to do it all? And how do you guys, you know, stay (laughs) mentally fit? to be able to take on all of this because everything that you're doing requires a lot of energy it does i mean we laugh a lot a lot like <laughs> a lot like Yo, so you guys are clinicians like is laughter the best medicine I, for us it is <laughs> like we have this group chat that is honestly ridiculous ridiculous like the memes that we throw and just like how supportive i think we are with each yeah. other though and that to me like i couldn't imagine no. going through this alone like it would be so especially at the very beginning it was hard like we were learning everything when we first opened this business so i think i mean the first is is laughing truly mm-hmm. and having somebody there for us also it's there's a huge passion with what we do and a love for what we're doing mm-hmm. so 
it really is. It's that cliche, but it doesn't feel like work often when you love what you're doing. So you'll never, and it's something we often say, but you'll never hear us complain about the work. You may hear us complain about the time, like, oh, we haven't slept for three, you know, or we only slept for three hours or that kind of thing. But the actual doing of the work is never something we would ever complain about because we love it. Yeah. So I think finding something that you love. Um, But we are getting a lot better at also disconnecting. And that's been something like encouraging each other to take vacations and trips, encouraging each other to just like go have a night and turn off your phone. Yeah. Like the other one will have, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. Like go and have a weekend. And we, be- we become, I think, a lot better at that this year yeah. of just making sure that we recharge Absolutely. independently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to fill your cup. You have to. You know, like, yeah. I don't care how amazing you are, but right? like at a certain point you're like, Ugh, I'm a shell of a person, totally. but I still want to be here because you love it so much. It's true. And I think it's we're true. getting better at saying that to each other too. Yeah. Like when we need that. And then yeah. always just knowing that the other person is like, go home, like go yeah. sleep. Yeah. Steph's always good at that. She'll like give me like, you know, random bath stuff. She's like, you're taking a bath tonight. I don't want to hear from you. Here's some bath salts. I'm like, okay. Or if you message me, I'm like, I'm not talking to yeah. you. <laughs> like, Do not message me. I love you, but not. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's like, what do you it. think makes this dynamic work so well? Because the fact that you guys are friends for first, business partner second, mm-hmm. and have been doing it, you know, yes, home's only been around for a year and a half, but clearly you guys have been doing this for so yeah. long. Like, what do you think makes it work, the supportive friendship and partnership? It's our codependency. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it's really unhealthy, actually. We don't know how to be without each other. It's basically kind of true, <laughs> but in a great sense, I think. Yeah. But The I healthiest like, codependency yeah. There you go. <laughs> I love it. But I also think, like, I mean, we, what I think, what I really love about our dynamic is that we also met at work, right? So Mm -hmm. that was where the friendship began, was us, like, running trainings and working in methadone maintenance together. And, like, our work ethic is the same. Like, we connected because our work ethic was the same. And that, whereas, like, versus, like, having a friend that you've had for, like, many years and then deciding with that friend to go into business, it kind of was, like, a business friendship that kind of formed together. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of has like, yeah, in a great way, I think blurred the lines, you know, that you're, she's certainly more than yeah. just a friend. And, oh. Hi, <laughs> this I is know. so cute. Yeah, it's true. Cause yeah, you guys basically like birthed this like quasi friendship partnership. That's yeah. right. Yeah. At the same time. And we've never, we've had like, not even really large disagreements, but we've never had an argument, like a fight. We've ne- there's never been even close to like any kind of falling out between us. Yeah. We just have each other's back. And we always say yeah. like nobody else will understand all of what we're doing yeah. better than, than each other because we truly are living it together. Yeah. And so I think that also holds us yeah. together, right? Because yeah. we really understand each other. Absolutely. Well, you guys are hashtag friendship goals. <laughs> we should all aspire to be like you guys. Maybe it's the vibe in here too. Right? You, guys just, you guys both just have amazing vibes and energy Aww, too, which I think you. is really special. Thank you. And there's something actually really special happening here today. You guys are celebrating women entrepreneurs, yeah. women companies, right? Totally. Yeah, so um, we've worked with the brand is female a few times. So Eva Hartling is the founder of the brand is female. It's a podcast and also just a really cool brand. And she just celebrates female founded businesses. And so we're doing a female founded holiday pop up market today where we have a number of female founded businesses, which is really exciting. Why is it important for you guys to do that? I mean, you don't have to welcome these businesses on a Saturday morning. You could have the morning to yourself to go grab brunch or sleep in or do nothing. Totally. And yet you're both here. And this has been like this beautiful kind of community that we didn't even know that we really needed to be a part of in our life was 
when we first started this, we were starting this again, coming from like that health background, the clinical background, wanted to create this really cool, interesting space here. But what we started to find was this community of female entrepreneurs and knowing some of the struggles and the challenges that women face with entering businesses and becoming a part of that and becoming and having a, if we have a platform or can contribute a voice to the discussion yeah. that's just been this really cool piece that we again we didn't know that there was mm. this community or that we would become a part of it and so or that we needed it or that we needed it gotten out of yeah. it yeah and so we've just connected with so many incredible women who are doing incredible things and I mean this is just w but one part if we're able to donate some space yeah. to highlight their brands because we've been so fortunate to be highlighted by them in other ways at their events and their things so for us it's just this incredible community to be a part of so the answer is always yes when it comes to these kinds of things for us. Yeah. You're like, yes, yes, come on in, come on in. Come on, all women-founded brands. And there's, a, there's so many amazing women-founded companies and brands right here in Toronto, but also across Canada. Like, I find the older I get, the more I'm intrigued and drawn to them. Totally. Because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, you're out there doing it. Like, good for you. And then, and I've heard from many female entrepreneurs that they love the community aspect. Like, I think sometimes people think girls can be very catty, it can be very competitive, but I don't know, there's something about being yeah, in this space where that. it's not like it's that. It's not at all. Like, yeah, everyone's been so open yeah. and so welcoming and just great. Like, it's just been such a great experience working with other female-founded businesses and the community and the, the support network. Like, yeah. everyone just wants to collectively raise each other raise each other right. up like we were just out so for dinner and drinks with two other like two other duos who have founded women duos who have founded companies and like so the three of us or six of us were there representing our three companies and it was just so incredible to be like okay we're all doing really cool interesting things how do we bring that together and we were just like you know when six founders come together i'm like magic happens like it's really really interesting and really fun i just imagine like beautiful mind like you guys are all yeah. writing <laughs> on the walls there's whiteboards happening well that's what we said we're gonna start doing <laughs> yeah. like a mastermind type kind of yeah. like classes now with some of these like founders to kind of be like okay what are some like yeah because also like there's strengths that they possess that we don't have yeah. and vice versa so it's like what are you doing that really works and can you share that with us and then can we share maybe something that's been working for us so I feel like it all comes down to collaboration does. and supporting each other and also sticking true to what you love I feel like that's the biggest thing I'm taking away right now is like if you truly love what you do and you know your, your heart is in the right place yeah. like your mission statement is kind of driving you yep. and then if you can find people to support you whether it's a partner or other businesses totally i mean the world is yours you guys Yay, that's like i can't wait to see what you guys do next <laughs> we've got all stay tuned yeah. all yeah, the excitement 2020 stuff. especially we're yeah. excited we're really looking forward to it i can't wait i can't wait well you guys will have to keep me posted and before i let you go i always ask everybody mm -hmm. what does healthy is hot mean to you for some people it's a mantra a quote a feeling Oh, I like that. Um, I think with Healthy is Hot, there's a lot of thoughts that are happening right now. But I think a big one is, you know, traditionally for women and just kind of in the past, you know, focusing on your health, it was more focusing on your like physique mm -hmm. and like diet culture mm -hmm. and losing weight and looking good, you know, looking good to find a partner, looking good for other people, looking good to like look good in clothes. And now I think our society has collectively, there's a lot more focus on wellness and being well. And, you know, yes, we want to 
eat really healthy and work out for our bodies, but then also for our minds as well. And so I, I love that we've now taken health kind of into our own hands. And totally. yeah, it's kind of like that, like idea of like mental health is health, right? Yeah. Yes. Like mental health is hot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, oh my God, that's gonna, there's going to be a spinoff. There really should be a spinoff. I love it. And I love that you talked about how previously it was you know being healthy was like losing like yeah. you lose weight whereas i when i look at health i'm like let's gain like mm-hmm. let's gain strength let's Love gain that mental health let's gain you know like let's gain confidence in ourselves absolutely i love it health is all about your being you being the best version of you yeah that's so true. oh it. my gosh you guys thank you for the best morning ever thank you <laughs> thank you okay and i love this couch never leaving Goodbye. You are- <laughs> and just like that another episode of the healthiest hot podcast once again i'm your host chloe wild a huge thanks to home this really cool modern meditation space in toronto for hosting us and making us feel right at home today if you enjoyed this episode feel free to subscribe so you never miss out and experience fomo rate and leave us a comment and also follow us on instagram at healthiest hot but most of all remember healthy is fucking beautiful we'll see you next week